0: Welcome to Who New. here fans of the current series of Doctor Who, and here we discuss our likes, dislikes, and insights into the modern regeneration of the show. Subscribe, review, and listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher, or our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash podcast. All our episodes are on WhoNewPodcast.com. You can leave comments there, or email us at WhoNewPodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram and Twitter account. Tweet at us at Podcast and find us on Facebook. Today's episode is Turn Left. It's episode 11 of season 4. Ever wonder what would happen if you made one decision in your life differently? Donna Noble is about to find out. This episode is written by Russell T. Davis, directed by Graham Harper. It originally aired on the 21st of June 2008 and was watched by 8.09 million viewers. Let's introduce ourselves.
1: Hi, this is Frank. This is Josh.
0: Hello, this is Auburn.
2: Hey, what's up? It's Kelsey.
0: This is Brian. And this is Eugene. Donna and the doctor are shopping in a space Chinatown when a fortune teller ushers Donna into her booth. She asks Donna about how she met her traveling companion and what choices led her to him. Donna recalls the day she was hired for a temp job and meeting her fiancé. It was because of him that she met the doctor. She had had the option of either taking this temp job or a secretary position with a friend of her mother's. She was driving with her mother who wanted to turn right and visit her friend. so Donna would take that job. But Donna decided to turn left and go to her temp job. The fortune teller asks what would have happened if she turned right. Donna feels that a creature is on her back. And the fortune teller tells Donna to change her life and turn right. Back on that day, Donna now turns right.
3: So I got a kick out of the Chinatown aesthetic, but to me, it's, again, it's sort of like, what's something very earthbound that we can put in
1: outer space? To me, it reminded me of Firefly. I was just going to yeah. say Firefly. Yeah,
2: that's good. Auburn thought we were watching Firefly. <laughs> Especially because
4: uh we're watching it on Prime now, and they've started putting ads before the Prime show starts running, so it was an ad for something, which was weird, and then, it, yeah, it was all these, like, Western, but flags with Chinese script. so, yeah, threw me off. Blue
1: sun, blue sun.
5: Yes. <laughs> I just love the fact that they're having so much fun in the market, and they're
0: trying things, and no harm comes of them trying this. Yeah, and and what they're drinking is a Coke float, and uh, Catherine Tate got that from uh, trying an, a root beer float, and then she goes, "You can do that with any soda." So she had them <laughs> do Coke floats.
1: What rock has she been living under? We call that a black cow in <laughs> Chicago, it's, but it's like a that Coke foam. Float? Yeah, it's a black cow, and the foam looks so familiar. going, I know that. that no, there must have been something else. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I didn't know that was the truth.
5: I like the uh, mood of the scene. Um, one thing that gets me, though, is the music that they play when Donna's
0: is getting, like...
5: Memory reacts. flashes? Memory flashes, and she's mm-hmm. reacting, mm-hmm. is the Doctor's
0: theme. Well, it's actually turn left with the Doctor's theme. Like, they put it into this new piece of music.
5: And I like that because it's... Yes, they're changing donna's life with the intent of getting rid of the doctor so it's like you know they're, they're reminding you of the doctor the importance of the
1: doctor and how donna is tied to the doctor you can't separate the two of them chan does anybody recognize the fortune teller though Chan, no. yes no. though. That, I,
0: I did, did so really? yeah. that would oh, be like chan Chipo chang who previously appeared as chanto with professor yana in season three
3: I did like the opening sequence uh like you were saying they were having fun it, it I felt like it alludes to off-screen adventures that we don't see and why they're why why a companion would even do this if it's yes. so dangerous
5: it it shows us what we never see because that wouldn't be dramatic
1: it must have been a Sunday nothing happens on sunday so i love that they were having fun i agree with you on that and there is a part of me that's like
5: i know it goes against everything a writer's room would want to do but gosh it would be great just to have a fun everybody just enjoys everything episode i mean just (laughs) once like
3: an anthony bourdain episode yeah
1: So the actress, Chipa who plays Chantho, I thought it was interesting watching this. It's the third to the last episode of the season. And last time, when she was Chantho, was the third to the last episode of the season. Ooh. And the season ends in a two-part, you know, with a cliffhanger. And same as this season, spoiler. But also the third episode, both of those, the third to the last, is almost makes it a trilogy. You know, it sets up things for the f- you know, final episode that's coming up. So I just liked how the actress is in those that position for two different seasons.
5: I also do kind of laugh a little bit. I mean, if you see the preview from the last episode, for the, so the preview for this episode, it gives it away as well. But it's like, oh, Billy Piper gets a credit, so no spoilers there.
0: <laughs> at least it's not Battlestar, or they're going to die.
5: That's right, that's <laughs> right. Later that year, at a firm Christmas party, Donna tells her friends that she has been promoted. But one of them looks at her and says that there was something on Donna's back, but she can't see it anymore. They run outside when a co-worker says there's a huge star flying overhead. It is the Ragnos ship from two Christmases ago but she doesn't recognize it. The ship begins firing on the city and Donna runs towards it. She hears a unit soldier talking to his commander about someone called the doctor destroying the spider creature by blowing up her base. She sees a stretcher with the doctor's dead body. The soldier says he wasn't able to regenerate and the doctor is dead. Rose runs up to Donna and finds out about the doctor. Rose keeps looking at Donna's back but then she suddenly disappears.
0: So this unit soldier that is um, on the walkie-talkie, we've seen him before, just like uh, Chantho. He was one of the unit soldiers in the Poison Sky and the Santaran Stratagem. He was Private Harris in that one. And that guy is uh, Clive Standen. But he's still
2: playing a unit soldier, but yeah. he's not the same unit soldier?
0: I mean, I like to think he is, but, well, no, he's dead. So no, <laughs> no. <laughs> those, those two died. They were the, one, the two that were converted. Wait, oh. but, but this is a joke. different timeline. Okay then, We're maybe he's alive. Time. Then maybe he's alive. Then yeah, it's the same guy. Okay,
5: I, say, was... I think it's the same unit. soldier. All right.
0: Nothing in the credit says he's the same character, but sure.
5: I like how the Christmas song that's playing in the background is the it's wedding song. It's the same from, one, yeah, from uh, Donna's wedding, the Runaway Bride. Even though this is a different timeline now, and she never met the doctor. This isn't one hundred percent Donna before she met the doctor, right. because this Donna sees the star and is intrigued and runs towards the star,
2: or she gets to see the star, because oh wait wait oh sorry.
5: Yeah, no. no, I know because we of, did the same thing. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like she was scuba diving during the yeah. She missed a accident. lot during yeah. yeah. But old, that's, old but, Donna would have missed it completely. Right. This new
2: Donna was, sees it and runs.
3: Right, but she it does dismiss
2: the the, but was the later. That between Runaway Bride and um, uh, the crime thing, where she missed all the other mm. alien events. No, she, no, before, no it was before that, it was before it was with that. Yeah. Rose.
5: She, she missed. missed she missed the yes. Sycorax ship when the Doctor regenerates in Christmas Invasion. Donna missed that because she was in. Because I think she had a hangover. Then she missed the Daleks and the uh, Cybermen. Cybermen fighting because she was in Spain. And he said there were Daleks and Cybermen
1: in Spain. And she said scuba diving. But th- yeah, so. this Christmas is when she meets the Doctor. This was her wedding day in the yeah, other. Yeah, never time happened because she. she took the other job, head, right? so she never met right him. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and when the doctor was on the gurney and it's like no he died it reminded me of the movie the doctor who movie in 96 mm. where they say he's dead he's mm-hmm. on the gurney and it's like maybe he will still come back but obviously no he could well the, the soldier said he didn't have enough time to regenerate or degenerate
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting that this is the same day in both donna's universes that she was introduced to a larger universe yes yes that's a good point. Uh, so basically, instead of meeting the doctor, she met Rose. Right. Mm. And we kind of glanced I, I, over that moment when we were talking about it just now. But like the fact, the reveal of like that it was Rose running yeah, up ru- to her yeah. was. Uh, we had that little moment in the previous episode on the screen. But I remember watching this a few years back and having a real big reaction to it.
1: It's like Rose is really back now. Right. She's not just a little. But she seems cameo, a little different so like, too. She's back.
5: Well, she is a little bit different. Yeah, she couldn't remember how to do her accent. So, oh. she, so
0: she, that's why her teeth look weird I think and she had to go and watch rewatch season 1 episodes and oh, season 2 so episodes to yeah. get
5: the accent. Oh yeah. back to what yeah. Rose was. Oh. So.
2: Huh.
5: I still think it's like it's a little something's a little off.
3: Maybe. Yeah. I did yeah. I, I, I did, in a high school play I played a redneck and every now and then to this day
5: I still say things that sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think with this with Donna turning and going to investigate it's because the real Donna's seeping yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She has no idea, but it is just, there's like a little overflow. You know, this is, this is Gainan knowing that history has changed.
4: Well, and especially with the, whatever's on her back, like it's not a perfect change. Mm-hmm. Like right? obviously, like whatever's happened at the, the truth teller, the, the yeah, sooth fo- fortune teller, fortune teller, whatever has happened with the fortune teller is still affecting Donna and those around her. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's what, so creepy. That, and uh, something that, You can't see, but you can kind of sense, and other people can sense it.
1: And they did it like the shark in Jaws, where you really couldn't see it, and it was disgusting. I like the explanation of how he died, where
5: he blew up the Ragnos' lair and killed her, and he took himself out. With it.
0: Because that's what he would have done that's if, what he would have if done. Donna wouldn't have been there to stop
5: him. Yeah, because Donna's like, you can stop now. We can leave. You know, the damage has been done. Because remember, then the Rachnos beams back up to her ship. So he didn't kill the Rachnos there. And then Saxon takes out. The... <laughs> and, then basically... and I really want to see in that tank. I want, I really wish, you know, you, you see the shot of the tank saying, fire. I really want, I still want the, from orders from Mr. Saxon, you can fire. <laughs> you know, I really
1: wish they had left that line in. So I want to know who Lance drugged with the Huron particles you on, on particles oh. you didn't drug anybody well that was the whole idea with arachnos they needed that so that she could awaken her children yeah, so, so he, that's what he grabbed another temp so just he the, grabbed oh. donna so it's like i wonder who it was that started the whole thing just you know
2: <laughs> um because you mentioned saxon and i have a reason of why they don't you don't hear saxon mentioned. oh yeah you're right and the you wouldn't right. in the alternate
5: timeline you wouldn't hear mr saxon you're yeah. right
2: because hadn't of, thought of that. Because the doc, the reason why is Saxons on, stuck there up on because, planet Utopia yeah, in the future yeah, with Chanto. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Months later, Donna gets fired because the company's access to customers was destroyed during the Christmas Star incident. Outside, storm clouds gather, and the Royal Hospital vanishes. As Donna gathers her stuff to leave, the hospital returns, but only Oliver Morgenstern is alive because another trainee named Martha gave him a tank of oxygen. On the news, he also tells of a woman who tried to help named Sarah Jane Smith, but she died with her son Luke and his friends Maria and Clyde. And now that bit has a meaning to me. (laughs) (laughs) See? Yes. (laughs) You're welcome. Oh,
4: it's beginning to get sad. (laughs) Well, and speaking of Sarah Jane at this point, because I had watched the Sarah Jane adventures previously to rewatching this, it reminded me a lot of one of those episodes.
0: The Whatever Happened to Sarah Jane Smith episode. Mm-hmm.
4: That's correct. Um, some of the ideas of this one choice or one thing that changes the world, like the butterfly effect or something like that, was a plot point to Whatever Happened to Sarah Jane.
0: And it, it, it's very similar. It's
4: very similar. Yeah. Yeah. They're uh,
0: both written by Russell. And, and Brian can continue to expand on why they're similar. Yeah, because I was going to say, <laughs> later we'll go into it more de- deep, deeply. Has, and school reunion was with this doctor, right? Correct. That already happened. No. Yeah. No, was, no, that was Rose. School reunion was Rose. Rose. two was the... Oh, that's right. Yeah.
1: And, and so him,
5: she has canine and, you know, so she starts to investigate and gets the kids
0: killed. Thanks. Yeah. Sign so those permission slips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Here we also get another uh, guy from the other version, I guess, is uh, Ben Wrighton who plays Morgenstern. He was in Smith & Jones.
2: He was the one who was like sighted with the aliens, right? Right away was like, I'll help you or something. No, Mm -hmm. no, not really. He did. He was scared
1: and just wanted
5: to survive. He was just like, no, you know, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? And then at the end, he kind of took credit. You saw him being interviewed just like he's being interviewed here. Uh, And here he's saying, I said to these aliens, (laughs) this is the human race. And he was doing, he was.
3: But he
2: didn't act that way. But he didn't act act
5: that way.
1: I'm really glad they got him back.
5: Yeah.
3: To do this another yeah. news bit. No, it's very interesting because as we'll talk about you know, the rest of this episode is sadder versions of prior things that mm-hmm. we saw happen. I, I in the end I ended up feeling so bad for uh Donna's mother because you know the way she ends up. Oh spoilers! So speaking, well, yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. But I'm just saying that. Just, yeah. Oh no, it's amazing. I, and she's one of the, and no, not nagging on the actress at all. I can't stand that character because she's <laughs> such a uh, a negative Nelly. Uh But uh the actress does a good job. But such so good that. What she does in this episode makes me feel so horrible for Mm -hmm. her.
2: And you kind of want her back. Yeah. As negative as
3: she is. You're
2: like, be mean to Donna. Yeah. (laughs) Just be mean to her. And even Donna
3: Donna was probing her to be mean (laughs) to her later on.
2: So sad.
0: Yeah. And here we're we're watching the TV and then they're learning about Sarah Jane Smith's death. Um, Sylvia, the mom, mentions that the dad passed. Yeah.
3: Why yeah but they never mentioned that in other episodes.
5: Yeah they did. They did did they, Oh they do mention yeah, it. Yeah because oh. in the in uh, runaway bride the father is there at the right. wedding cuz he's alive. Right but
3: I don't I just don't recall them mentioning it in the regular yeah, in
5: the beginning of Donna's season they you know your doesn't it your dad would have loved this or something like that.
1: And also they moved into a new house.
0: That's where no. I'm thinking of the poison mm-hmm. sky Centaur and Centauran strategy. Okay right. I just
1: don't recall. I'm pulling a Reagan in here. This is the original Donna. What do you mean you're firing me? And then she looks at it. You had someone else type this. And all this is going on. (laughs) The hospital disappears. She's just like, no. She's missing it. She's missing it again. She's calling out everybody else and the wrong things that they're doing. And then the big boom. Oh, don't tell me. The hospital's back. (laughs) Well, I'm taking the stapler. (laughs) That's Donna. She's gotten into her habits.
5: Donna goes for a walk that night and runs into Rose again. She gets annoyed when Rose keeps looking at her back. Rose tells Donna to get out of London next Christmas. She knows Donna has a raffle ticket from work. First prize is a weekend getaway, and she tells her to use it. That Christmas, Donna takes her family away to the country and sees the Titanic crash into Buckingham Palace, destroying all of London.
4: It's just getting so sad. Oh, yeah. The maid, maid. The maid that at the yes. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah.
1: The maid yeah, yeah. pointing under... steak guy.
4: Yeah. The subtitles.
1: She's speaking in Spanish. Well, translate Oh, is that it. what the
4: subtitles say. Yeah, the said? closed
1: captioning oh. says speaking uh, Spanish. Uh, they uh,
5: don't want you to
3: know. The that's why. Subtitles There's are racist.
1: There's something on your back. You pretty much know that's what yeah. she's saying.
5: Nah, she's probably sitting there going, you're a redhead. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't
3: be
1: allowed to live. Is, Don't do we, bring that in here. Oh, I just yeah, it. just
5: even the hint of Donna's
3: friend uh, or co-worker at, at that original party who sees the thing on her back. And then this one, it's mm. really creepy. Plus the fact that, did we get a glimpse of the insect? Yes. Uh, okay. Yes. So yeah, it's just just little bits of it. it, it to me, sections. it gives the same feeling as the, the Midnight episode. It's just this weird, th- you know, guttural f- creep out that that we all
5: get. This yeah. is where this episode starts to get me because they're looking at London and they're saying, We were supposed to be there and Wilf says, you know, I was supposed to be you know, working in there and, and Sylvia says every single person we know is gone. And it's really beginning to add up and I I
0: start to lose it at this point. It's just so emotional and so sad. A funny scene, though, or funny moment is when Wolf comes out of the car with all the luggage. She's got, like, two <laughs> sets of antlers. And she's like, take those off. And, no, I shan't. <laughs> yeah. no, I
3: shan't. It's Christmas. <laughs> I love that line. Just now I realized, earlier, when I watched the episode, I thought Rose was trying to save Donna because it's a good thing to do. Donna's great. But now I'm seeing that, yes, she's doing that because Donna is important, but it's... she, Rose is inserting herself into this timeline to get things back on track, knowing that Donna... Donna is the key so it's not just save the doctor's friend Donna it's it's trying
1: to save the day save like, the key yeah. yeah yeah right now she's trying to save the doctor and to do that she needs to get Donna right, to right. change things so she needs to right, save Donna but
3: when I originally saw it and then I saw uh, and, and then I see that the raffle ticket is what saved her life I was like oh Rose saved Donna and that's kind of like where my thoughts ended
0: with their home destroyed Donna tries to find work but it's difficult since radiation from the explosion displaced seven million people She finds work in Leeds, and they move into a small house with other families, where they have to live in the kitchen. Wolf believes America will help, but 60 million Americans have just dissolved into walking fat, causing that country to explode into chaos. And then all the Atmos cars start dispensing smoke into the air. A soldier points his gun at Donna, demanding to see her back. She turns, and there is nothing. But he thought he saw something. The... I guess the bedroom scene in the kitchen with Sylvia and Donna talking about the bees. It starts off great, like that's our that's our running clue, like the mm-hmm. bees are disappearing. And then it goes into um Wilf singing with the the family. Yeah. It's just a great juxtaposition between like deep stuff. Right and then comedy and then Donna's singing then it cuts to them all singing together and the
3: moms you know and that's the scene in the kitchen is when things start to really go south with Sylvia and at first the guy they move in with is super annoyingly happy Mm -hmm. but he starts to grow on you Mm because you know and then we'll talk about what happens
0: yeah
1: But I like that they had Sylvia and that she's sitting in the middle of it singing along and being a bit happy. Um, It is a bad situation. It is horrible. But she's not singing gregariously. She's definitely subdued. But she is smiling. She is having fun. It's like you have to find and create your own Mm -hmm. reason to continue and reason to go on. and...
5: And they do think that they're going to get through it. That this is a hard, hard time, but mm-hmm. eventually everything will get back on their feet.
2: Right, the human spirit will prevail. Yeah, mm-hmm. and
5: that kind of stuff. But slowly, they're they're adding stuff. So, you know, France has closed its borders. America can't help because it's of all the apnos. pieces of fat. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah,
3: because of that.
0: And speaking of America, here we get Lachelle Carl coming back as Trinity Wells, as the broadcaster Yay. on the news, right. telling us what happened to America.
1: The place that they were housed reminded me of where Martha. Oh, well, not even. Where Martha was hiding out when she was recovering yeah. the world that year. Is there a reason why that happened? I don't know. I oh. think
0: just it just looks all the same So you're going to say it was the same I set. set. I just had the same thought. Because it has that same staircase that Martha tells the story of the Doctor to all the, I guess, refugees at that point in the story.
1: Uh-huh. I thought it was funny that the unit officer was still shooting at the tailpipes of the Atmos cars. <laughs> at
0: least it's consistent. So, yes. <laughs> Donna meets
5: Rose again and is told that Atmos cars are spewing the gas all over the world. A small group of fighters called the Torchwood Team are on the Suntaran spaceship fighting. They look up and see the ship explode, burning off the gas in the atmosphere. Rose still won't tell Donna her name, but says that none of this was supposed to happen. A man, the doctor, was supposed to have prevented it. He died that Christmas years ago because Donna wasn't there to save his life. Donna's starting to remember. Rose tells her that the darkness is coming, and they need the Doctor. She has been pulled from a parallel universe to get the Doctor back. Donna says that this has nothing to do with her, because she's nobody, but Rose tells her that she's the most important woman in all creation. Rose asks her to come with her, but Donna refuses, and says that will never happen. Rose says she'll change her mind in three weeks, and when she does, she's going to die. Then
0: Rose fades away. Awesome stuff here. Sad, but awesome. Awesome. <laughs> And I liked Rose
1: using the doctor's line, at least the 10th doctor's line of, mm-hmm. sorry, so sorry. Or, I'm sorry, so sorry. He repeats himself. Yeah. She uses that same line, that same inclination.
0: And even then, calling Donna the most important person in like creation, like, this, you're doing what you're supposed to do, and that's the best thing that you can do. Just being a normal person. I love it. It's sad that we lose the Torchwood team. Jack's well, alive. <laughs> He's probably being Where tortured. Is he?
2: I missed that. So, Jack. He, the, uh, what is, when what they blew they up say? the Centauran ship, mm-hmm.
0: they transported him and the surviving Centaurans to the Centauran homeworld.
2: Oh, okay. That's But right.
0: Yanto uh, and. Um, Gwen? Gwen died.
2: Mm-hmm. Do you think that. Okay. Um, do you think that all the other times in this season that we've seen Donna appear. Rose. <laughs> okay. Do you think? Lindsay. Do you think that all the times that we've seen Rose appear briefly, she's trying to get their attention so this alternate timeline doesn't happen? Or, because I always thought it was to warn the Doctor about the, the planets disappearing and stuff like that. Yeah, we'll so talk this it, all from happening. now I, I'm...
1: Yeah, I agree with you. No, it's she's saying two different things, either to try and save the Doctor's life, Yes. or did it start off to get the Doctor because all the stars are going out? Yeah. And yes. And as she's finding that out, she keeps missing the Doctor.
2: And Brian's like, saying both. Okay,
1: now something's changed.
2: <laughs> yes. And Brian's saying and both. And she's
1: like, now something's changed she and the goes key to it, get yeah. the Doctor back yeah. is Donna. Yes. So at, by, at the I turn think left her plan point, did change. At yes, her plan
5: is changing, but but the, but the end result of it is to get the doctor back. So she wants to get the attention of the doctor beforehand. So he doesn't die. So he doesn't.
1: So yeah. So, so she only gets she knows about get about the doctor alternate. dying. Or, or ultim- doesn't. So,
3: so she's chasing the fuse. Uh, uh, she needs to catch the doctor before the Arachnos episode. No, she needs,
5: she, to ca- she needs to capture the doctor before the Turn Left episode. That's what I mean. That's not the Arachnos episode. Uh,
3: okay, you're right.
2: But we see uh, the Rose incident. in the Arachnos episode, uh, don't bef- we? Bef- in Runaway no. Bride, don't we see Rose?
5: No, no. We, we see Rose in uh,
3: Partners, Partners in, in crime. crime. Oh, okay. Um, now I'm getting confused. Yeah, um, uh, y- yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so somehow Rose is aware, and that unit, those, that particular unit people are aware of the turn
5: left incident.
2: Because it's an alternate timeline. Well, They're
5: figuring it out little by little well, after... Th-
3: well, in
0: this right, episode, well, well, I think they are. Yeah, yeah, because how they?
5: would they know the Doctor Yeah, died? well, they figured out... Well, they know he wasn't supposed to because she's... Because Rose, is Rose knows, knows the Doctor is, a lo- is supposed to have lived. So right, Rose... Right. Is yeah. saying, one, get to the doctor before okay. he dies. But
2: not before the doctor dies, before the thing gets on Rose's back. No, oh, Donna's back.
3: Ah! <laughs> See? It's okay. not as easy. As <laughs> to See, think.
2: My, my question is because this whole time that i that I've been seeing Rose pop up in season four. I've been like, oh, yeah, she's because she's coming from a different universe to get the doctor to be like, we've got to deal with this whole thing with, that's going that's about to go down. But now I'm like, oh, has she also been trying to get to them before Donna gets this thing put on her back that creates this alternate universe where the doctor dies?
3: I think yes, but she may not know that's why he died.
1: And I think no, the idea was to come into this universe to get the doctor to let him know something's going to really bad is happening the darkness is coming stars is going out that was her their whole purpose at the beginning of all this and why she keeps showing up through all the other episodes and then this episode happens and as she's coming in she's like wait a minute did i miss the doctor what's going on when rose first runs up and meets donna it's like this alternate universe it's just wrong. happened it's like yeah. all up to now i've been trying to do it now it's like something really went bad we have to change it now so I think her plan is still you know, trying to contact the doctor because of the stars. So Rose doesn't is like know that this
2: alternate universe is about to happen. She doesn't know it's oh, yeah, about to happen. I think it's
1: just a wrench just got thrown into the works. Right. We have to fix this so we can go back to the primary yeah. job of getting the doctor because of the stars. Right, because she she's been chasing the doctor. So then she shows up. Where's the doctor? Donna
3: just says, He's, he just yeah. died. Mm-hmm. Right. And then now Rose is like. Shoot, <laughs> that's not
1: supposed to happen. That's right, something right, right, weird right. happened. Now I got yeah. to deal now, with this. And then she, so she goes back, back under the main okay. track
0: because how I take it is that in the alternate, no, the parallel world, Pete's world, as we called it. Pete's yes. World. Pete's World is uh, where where that version of Unit and Rose, this version of Rose are. And so they're having trouble punching into the correct timeline. That's why she never gets to the doctor. And then now that there's this wrench thrown into the gears in turn left, there's a, sep- a tangent universe created. The wrong timeline. So it makes the, the bonds between the two parallel worlds even weaker. So mm-hmm. now she's able to figure out that this is where to start gotcha. to go out and ripple throughout the rest of the timeline. That's awesome. how I explain that away. I like it. Soul to the American.
5: <laughs> no? Well, yeah. Well, this is just a theory. Mm-hmm. Um, in the episode, uh, Voyage, Voyage of the Damned... Um, They say when the Titanic crashes into the earth, it's going to destroy earth or it's going to destroy a significant chunk of earth. And now they've retconned it. So it just destroys London. London. Mm. So there's a part of me that explains that as saying Max um, Capricorn. Mm-hmm. The part of me that Max Capricorn can't even get that right. Right, <laughs> he's overestimating the power of the explosion. He's like, oh, oh, well, it's just a city. Unless oh. he was being slightly metaphoric, because it ends
3: up destroying much of the Earth because of the fallout. No, just southern England. Oh, that's right, because he says the Americans are going to come out.
0: But, yes. it, but his company is so deep in bankruptcy that he can't even afford to buy the real bomb. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, I mm. like this image that we get of Rose just punching, like that's all that you know. It's been like two years for us, but it's been just seconds or minutes or who even knows for Rose. But she's just keeps punching into this timeline. Yeah, for her, it's like, yeah, I like I like when time travels stuff like that happens. So
3: where I'm a little confused as to we've gone into a new timeline with Donna's new timeline. Rose is in the alternate universe, so. Rose is punching in from Pete's World. From Pete's World. So when, when later on in this episode, when she takes Donna to unit,
5: where's that?
0: We never see it, but I take it as the
5: It's everybody's going to hell timeline. That's why they say they fished the TARDIS out of the Thames, because it was there from the Racknells. Okay,
3: so the turn right unit people are aware of Rose. Punching in. Yeah, Punching yes. in. she talks to them. So this is what I love about this show, not this episode. The Doctor Who show is, it's basically, cool, wait, what? <laughs> oh, every episode. <laughs> so,
0: so I take that as Rose punched through to the turn right timeline, contacted UNIT somehow, and she was able to give enough information and maybe secrets that they're like, oh, we need to listen to this person. Right.
5: Because remember so, how Pete's world runs faster yeah. than...
0: Mm-hmm. The, 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 the current, our, the, yeah. The Doctor Human oh, Universe. no, I
5: don't remember that. Yeah, because they were saying the global warming had affected everything, oh. you know, when they finally get back right before the Battle of Canary Warp. So a couple years had passed. So mm. time passes faster there. So everything that happened with all the universes going out or it's happening, thats they know about it on uh, Pete's World. Uh. They have it ahead of time. And so, so she... this is their desperate attempt to get the Doctor... Right. And stop she, it from affecting all the universes, including Pete's universe.
3: And she can effectively pop in and say, I know how to get the doctor back because they all know that the doctor died. I might be I wrong.
2: I want to take back what I said. She's not popping in from Pete's world. Exactly. <laughs> she's popping in from the future in this alternate timeline. But popping she had to come, come from traveling. Pete's world
1: to do that. Once. She came from Pete's world once, once. into the Turn Left episode. Okay. Into what's yes. current. And then from there, contacted units, they got the TARDIS out of the, uh, the Thames. And then from there, created this mm-hmm. other time travel machine mm-hmm. where she's able to go back to try and stop
2: mm-hmm. the doctor from killing. She has killing to be coming from the future from because how else does she get the raffle ticket and make sure that Donna has the raffle ticket? And she's doing oh, How does she, does she know about she, the three weeks? Donna. Well, you're going to change your mind in three weeks. Because Rose is coming from oh, the future.
5: Gotcha. Pete's world's universe ended.
3: Um, the stars went out. She may have popped in from Pete's world right before the lights went out and it yeah. ceased to exist. Yeah. The to first save time it, she pops in from Pete's. I'm world. gonna go get the doctor. Shoot. <laughs> the the doc- doctor's dead. The doctor's dead. I better go into the future. Or maybe uh, she
0: jumped ahead too far. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe
3: she jumped ahead uh, ahead and then had to jump back. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. Okay. That makes okay. more sense. All right. That was too much of a tangent. Let's continue.
0: The family that was living in the house with Donna's family are being relocated to labor camps because they were not born British.
1: This gets real. This gets tough because of the history of concentration camps and what that means and calling them labor camps. Mm -hmm. And then even now when we're doing this in 2018 with the whole Japanese internment. But I mean just now with 2018, something that we never Mm -hmm. thought of was, you know, the uh, immigration Debates, What's going
0: on? Well, is something happening? Thank you, Donna. (laughs) (laughs) Three weeks later, Donna and Wilf are outside looking at the night sky. The stars are going out, disappearing. Donna turns and tells Rose, who is suddenly standing behind her, that she is ready. They are taken to a unit headquarters where Rose is only known as Ma'am. There, the TARDIS is standing with its doors open and cables coming out of it. Rose tells Donna it's time to see what is on her back. Donna stands within a circle of mirrors, and chronon energy, lights that are attached to the TARDIS cables. When they turn it on, they can now see the huge bug attached to her back. They can only see the creature, but can't touch it. Rose says it feeds off temporal energy, caused when people make different choices. It made her not meet the doctor.
2: I refer to this episode as the bug on the back episode, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how I remember it. It's
0: funny, it looks like a backpack, I mean, if she's moving fast enough, I'm like, this is just a backpack.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's after the reveal of the the giant beetle, this episode, the beginning of the episode is a little less scary, but... But it's, still,
1: it's Maz going through her
5: hair. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that is, <that's laughs> a kicky. It's from the Ark and Space line of toys. <laughs>
0: All big larvae and bugs—just ah, things that pop out to me here—is like when Wilf salutes Rocco. That hammers at home how real things have gotten, because he's also cheerful and he's putting up a. To me, he's putting up a face. Like, yeah, it's a front. Like I'm, I'm making it to, you know, to to be okay for you, so that I'm okay with what's going on. And then when the salute happens and he he sees Wilf, I I, I always get that because Wilf is from like the old you know the old world type of country thing where he lived through the old war and he just knows what's going to happen and then he's like yeah it's not going to be good
3: it's it's a mili- it's a micro look yeah. but you know he when he drops that and it just goes to this other place of, of poignancy that's what I love about the show it's just it's great
0: but then after that scene, it hammers it home further, is where Donna walks back into the housing and the focus stays on Sylvia's face.
5: Kills Rael, yeah, it. And
0: she does not just, she just stays in that forlorn, sad, depressed mood. Yeah, it and it never the racks difference. the focus into Donna speaking right behind her. And the
3: only time she says anything is to agree that Donna's a loser. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's great, great choices that they made in both those moments. I love them.
1: Um, during the scene, Rose and Donna are talking in the TARDIS. And I like how it mirrored the first time she's actually talking to the doctor in the TARDIS. Because way back when, Runaway Bride, they're talking about how the doctor lost his companion. So they're talking about Rose. And now she's talking to Rose about how she's lost her doctor. Ah. And who's this person that she doesn't know. And it just, to me, it mirrored the two. And I really like that.
0: Um, I, I also enjoy how it was in Partners in Crime where the doctor's like, TARDIS, bigger on this side. And she's like, I know. And then we <laughs> get that moment here where she's looking in and out and how it doesn't work with the space and geography. No way. <laughs> so it's kind of cool that we have a companion that can see the TARDIS for the first time twice. twice. Three.
2: Mm. Three oh, times well. almost. Yeah, yeah. Either way, it's
0: more than one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought the great. second
5: time she had luggage, so she was prepped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Hat> um a box. <laughs> um this is just a nitpicky fix and i'm glad that they did it they make a line real quick where they they talk about how the tardis seems to be helping them because if you think about it from everything that we're told up until this point the tardis wouldn't you couldn't get into the tardis there's no way that you would be able to break Mm -hmm. into the TARDIS. but they just throw away a line that oh sometimes it seems like it's helping us so that they're able to get in they can't understand it it's dying yeah it is yeah and it's getting weaker
3: reminds me of the face of Bo. In a way, mm-hmm. like his his end scenes. Rose puts her hand on the TARDIS. It gives like a little small like like a like a respirator <gasps> yeah, breath and yeah, it's so just, sad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's Rose. They yeah. shared
1: consciousness together.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wonder if maybe that's. I'm sure there was they discussed it. Like her coming back in contact with the TARDIS could have had a positive effect. But that's a, it back uh, to like Yeah, just but that's a, a tangent. Bit. I'm sure that when it came up in the in the writers room, and they're like we don't have time for that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> too too
1: too convoluted. I don't like that, uh, but it's happened that Rose tells Donna that this bug is now part of her. It's like, ew, no, it's not just on me, it's part of me. Ew, that just got me when she said that. It was like a little throwaway line, but it just made me gross out.
5: Donna yells at Rose saying she lied about her being special. It was just about this bug thing. Rose says no. It's like reality has been bending around Donna since her birth. They don't just need the doctor to stop the stars from going out. They need the doctor and Donna together. Donna cries and doesn't understand what she can do. Rose tells her that she has to go back in time and make her past self turn left on that fateful day. They give her a watch that will correspond to local time because she has to change the decision by 10.01 a.m. They turn the lights on to Maximum and send Donna back to that day, but she winds up half a mile away with only four minutes to get there.
3: How about Catherine Tate's performance? Oh, with the mirrors? With the, the mirror scene, yeah.
0: I, I like how this is an exposition scene. It's kind yeah. of like bringing us up to speed of what what Rose is trying to do, you know? Like, I get it. I have to die in order for the correct world to exist. And my death doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to die.
3: Right, but this world was... Ill- yeah. Because and, and I thought that thought before Donna said it. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then when Rose said no... I'm like, or, or she, didn't, oh, say she didn't say anything. I so love so sorry. that. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, so sorry. Like, the doctor, like we were saying in, the, in our Midnight episode... Yeah, and then it was great because
0: it's it's ramped up with um, the piece of music, a dazzling end, and then it's like very triumphant and encouraging and mm-hmm. upbeat, and then it turns on its head and like no, you're mm-hmm. gonna die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's a great way to get out exposition, but also right. move the plot forward.
3: Yeah. And then and she, when she's plopped into the new t- into the old timeline, she doesn't hesitate. Mm-hmm. You know, she's still well,
5: she has a second of being absolutely thrilled because she is just kind of like London.
3: I'm oh back. right, yeah, because she hasn't seen it that way in so well, long. It's, yeah, yeah, it's blown it's up. Gone. Yeah.
0: Uh, back to that piece of music, it's very much like, it's echoing to me uh, d- the Doomsday piece of music because it has a guitar riff underneath all that orchestral stuff and just like how um, Rose had to choose between life and death, meaning death in her world and life in Pete's world. Mm-hmm. So I like that there's that dichotomy going on. Mm-hmm.
2: How does Rose know that Donna is going to die? To- future.
0: I see it as she's been poking
2: herself
3: mm-hmm. into time to to map out what happens so she can manipulate Donna into
5: doing it. Doesn't the TARDIS help? Don't they get information from the TARDIS when she's in the circle and Hermione is... (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because the actress who plays the general is Hermione in the stage play of Cursed Child. Um, Aren't they getting information? Maybe I Scanning and all that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. so it's like they're figuring things out now that they have
1: Donna there. Yeah, but they don't necessarily... I don't know, maybe. I'd have to watch it again.
0: Yeah, I don't remember. And it possibly they
1: sent Rose somewhere else and then brought her back because this is still showing that they're not totally accurate after all this time yeah, of sending from- Rose to get a location and a time right. Right. I mean, yeah. they could very well you could sort of geek tech it, uh, you, you know, spy stuff
3: it out where they mapped out everything that happens on that day and the only thing that would work is, is, is to block that road, which means Donna's going to have to call. you know, it's just like... She, somehow she's gonna have to stop that truck. How's she gonna stop that truck? She's gonna have to throw herself in front of it. And
2: why send back Donna? Why not just send anyone back there to throw themselves in front of the truck? If because it would
5: cause a paradox.
2: Why?
3: No, it really would have caused
5: effective. a
1: paradox if Donna had run into Donna.
2: Yeah. So why risk that? Because
1: Donna's the one with the creature someone. on her back. Donna's the one who has to go. This creature is affecting uh. her. So she's the one who has to make the choice because it's the creature lives off of people's choices and making alternate choices. So it's Donna's the one who has to change herself.
3: Yeah, because... To turn the
1: other way, to make that choice back the other way. Yeah, because basically they have to erase this timeline. The only way to erase it is to get rid of the creature. So it's not necessarily just having Donna in the past turn left but it's Donna has to be the one who makes that choice to turn left. and it now, Not just oh, Donna in
2: the car, right, but no. Donna, Donna with the creature on her back. Because it's part of right. her now. Got it. It's
1: part of her, so Except she can't Technically,
2: ri- Donna in the car also has the creature on her back. No. No? No. Oh. No. Okay. I'm, I don't... No. No, because <laughs> that hasn't
3: happened yet. It's a no, little wobbly. Oh. No, because... No, because the, the creature on her back, and then she makes the other choice, and that's... The other choice is what the creature feeds on. Okay, but wait a it minute, became, well, just, uh, It became part of her. The only way to destroy the creature is to destroy
1: them because they are now one. So after she actually made that decision to turn and is turning, that's when the creature kind of phases onto her back. Because <laughs> okay. she has it yeah. at the party and everything else from that point. Right. So while she's sitting there deciding whether to turn right or left, there's no creature. Yeah. Oh,
2: that's right, because in the cold open, when she... Ma- Does she make the decision in the cold open or not? Yeah. Oh. Okay, because so they're, when they're she they're makes, in the okay. so when she makes the decision inside the fortune teller's tent, it's not until she turns right that mm-hmm. we see the creature right. finally get on her back.
5: When they're prepping Donna to go, they're like, this jacket, you know, it's got all the circuitry, and it's going to send you back in time, and it's going to be tied to the TARDIS. And here's a watch that wherever you're at, it's going to show you the local time, because you're going to need that. And this is for rehydration. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a glass of water. I mean, it's just, that's so Russell.
3: A little bit of levity is nice. I do like, uh, her jacket is very retro Doctor Who to me. Like, it's just, a jacket, they put wires on, you know, like they would have done in the 70s or early 80s or 60s, whatever.
0: Donna runs toward the intersection, but knows she can't make it in time. She decides to jump in front of a moving truck, causing all traffic to stop and back up to the intersection. Since the traffic isn't moving on her right, past Donna makes the decision to turn left. Rose appears before current Donna laying in the street and tells her to deliver a message to the doctor. After she whispers in her ear, Donna dies.
1: This is what Donna was thinking she would die. This is the area going, oh, so this part of me will die, but I will still live on. So that's what we're expecting. This is what happened. But Rose earlier said, no, you're still going to die, which is, oh, so
0: that's not the answer to that mystery. It, mm-hmm. It's not the end of her journey.
3: So I was just thinking up sure. to the end of this because it works in both ways. Like, right. no, you're not yes. just going to blink out of existence. You're actually going to get hit by a truck. Right. Which works to that episode. Mm-hmm. And But again, like rewatching the show, once
1: you know what happens, it has another meaning. Yeah i didn't know what she whispered to her it's it's like now i feel really silly at the time when we're watching this it's like i wonder what rose whispered to her two yeah two words though you couldn't have said rose tyler
0: (laughs) i will tell you isn't that what she
2: does whisper to her no
0: bad bad wolf wolf. we're not we're not there yet (laughs) (laughs) right yeah yes But, but i will tell you uh when you binge watch these you can figure out that it's bad wolf because that's what happened with uh, Brian. He was lending me the DVDs. And then we watched that epi- the Turn Left episode together. And I turned to him and I just went, Bad Wolf? And he's like, I hate you.
5: <laughs> <laughs> he does that all the time.
0: And then when Arlene was binge watching these, she goes, Bad Wolf. I was like, that's what happens when you watch them all together. Mm. You can figure it out. Back at the fortune tellers,
5: Donna screams, which releases the creature from her back, killing it. The fortune teller is amazed that Donna is able to fight off the bug and runs in terror. The doctor saunters in and Donna runs to him. The doctor says the bug is a being used by the trickster. It usually changes things in small ways, but with Donna, it somehow created a parallel world. He suspects there is more to Donna than originally thought. He also finds it odd that he met her grandfather and then connected with Donna twice. Donna's memory of the other world is fading, but she remembers the blonde woman and tells the Doctor what she said about the darkness coming, and the stars are going out everywhere. She remembers the message she was given for the Doctor.
0: It was only two words. Bad wolf. And here, at this moment, we get the, the piece of music, all the strange, strange creatures again. I love how they keep using that theme. It's just awesome.
3: I didn't catch that until so you just said it, because he says things so fast sometimes, that usually this creature only takes small decisions, and, uh, but with Donna, it created a whole parallel world. Yeah. So that doesn't usually happen with this creature? Correct. That's what he was insinuating? Yeah, the change with Donna was awfully big. Ah. So I have another question. (laughs) It made this whole parallel world. So what was going on with Chantho in that room while that whole world was happening? I see it as instantaneous. Yeah, that's how I see it. So what is that... No time
5: passes in the fortune teller
0: shop.
3: What is that fortune teller shop lady getting from doing Mm -hmm. the, like... Well, what, what, what normally happens when she does this
1: to someone, and what does she get out of it? I think, Brian, tell the whole story, you know, of A why this is happening. So...
5: Earlier, you said uh-huh. there were some parallels with this with Sarah Jane Adventures and whatever happened to Sarah Jane in that one little incident in Sarah Jane's timeline. Uh, Sarah Jane died and everything changed. But Sarah Jane was in limbo and she met the trickster. And mm. in that moment, she he read the, Sarah Jane's mind and he was getting power from this change. And he went, that's interesting. You've got this friend, this doctor. I wonder what it would be like if the doctor was wiped. Mm. And she said, don't you dare. Don't you go near him. So this is in a way a sequel to that episode. Ah! Oh, oh! Wow! So the bug is a member of the Tricksters Brigade.
0: So this I didn't is catch the...
3: that that character from Sarah Jane was called the Trickster. Yeah, I, I don't remember that. Yeah,
5: he thrives on
1: chaos, just pure chaos. Right. So
0: that's why we wanted you to watch that.
2: So eliminating right. the Doctor threw the world into chaos,
5: which would give the Trickster people tons of energy. Wow. Because it would be so much chaos. Um, what happens to Donna in the fortune teller shop? As time goes on, I don't
1: know. And I don't think that the fortune teller does this often. The creature you know, alters reality in different ways that are small. So that's just the nature of the creature. I think the trickster is using the fortune teller and to get this creature onto Donna. So I think this is a one-time thing that the fortune...
0: That's how I took it. It says yes. yeah. she's so just a hired it, it's person. Like, yeah,
1: because she doesn't know what's going on. Because okay. I love so that line I where she says...
3: This is a con that this woman does, and she gets something from you know. Like this is her daily life; she she feeds the creature. But in reality, this was all a con. It was only happening once.
5: Right. Yeah, because I love the line, "What are you? What are you going to become?" So even the fortune teller can see something special about Donna that mm-hmm. is going is coming soon. Right. I really did want her to go, Chan. What will you become, though? <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> but that is something that's another layer. Just for those of us who are more diehard type of Who fans, knowing Sarah Jane and connecting it with the trickster and knowing that name. Otherwise, it's just thrown out. If you're just watching Doctor Who, you don't know the trickster. You don't get that reference. And you don't need to. Uh,
0: I wanted to say here that uh, when Donna breaks free of the bug, the Beatles grasp on her it reminded me of an earlier line when they're moving into the housing and she's yelling at that other Mm -hmm. resident Mm -hmm. and then uh wilfred says you can't shout the world into you know
2: you can't change the world by by shouting shouting
0: and then she goes yeah but i'm gonna try and sure enough she does it
1: oh i like that i like that (laughs) A clue that's coming up in the next couple episodes that something seems to want to have Doctor and Donna together. And this is one that blatantly now says there is another force. There is something that is trying to get them together.
0: And it says uh, the universe is binding us together.
1: So just another hint like the bees disappearing, the lost planets that have been Mm -hmm. happening.
0: The Doctor runs outside and Bad Wolf is written everywhere, even replacing police box on the police box. He rushes inside where the TARDIS is lit in red. And the cloister bell is tolling. Should be mauve. Nah.
2: That was really neat to not only have bad wolf like on signs like we've we've seen it in the past, but that it changed the wording on the TARDIS was like, whoa,
1: pay attention to me. <laughs> I wish we would have had bad wolf throughout the season and him not picking it up. Because yeah. so, it is almost like, bam, over the head, <laughs> finally get that connection.
0: The Time Beetle in this episode is inspired by the giant spiders of Metabilius 3 that clung to Sarah Jane Smith's back in Planet of the Spiders. Mm. And this, is, this story is the last story of the third Doctor, John Pertwee. So I like that if you're a classic Who fan, you can see the similarities between the, the design aspect. And the imagery, too.
5: Well, the design certainly does look like Classic Who because it's a big piece it's of big plastic.
3: <laughs> it's still creepy. Even when it's sitting there on its back and it looks like a big piece of plastic, it's creepy.
5: Yeah. But I like how Frank described it. It's like Jaws. Yeah. Once you see the whole thing, it's like, oh. Yeah. Okay.
3: It almost does so, look like,
1: oh, that's a backpack. I can see also, some people wearing that
3: around. It's <laughs> also the performance, though. Everyone's performance. Mm. Even that blonde uh, associate of hers, in the you know, they're just so creeped out.
5: They mentioned that the place that Donna works in the turn-right universe is a photocopy mm-hmm. place, so, but it's a photocopy place on Merchant Street. So it makes me wonder if that's an office
0: reference. Yeah, could be. Yeah.
2: Or but- that this alternate world is a, is a copy of the real world.
0: Ooh. Ooh. In the bus that takes Donna's family to the housing, there's an advertisement for Henrik's that it's plastered on the double-decker bus and do we remember where Henrik's is featured? Nope.
3: nope. Isn't he the, the, is the caterpillar te- from it, A Bug's Life? Heinrich. Oh. Is
4: that the TV repair
3: gonna shop? It's going to
0: be a butterfly. No. <laughs> it's it's uh, the department store where Rose works with the oh. Autons.
5: Oh, okay. And it's always having a sale. <laughs>
2: Did we mention that this is a Dr. Light episode?
0: Not yet, oh. but you can.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is an interesting way to do a Dr. Light episode because we don't have a doctor in it uh not so much it, it yeah because he's it's, not yeah. it, like like other ep- doctor light episodes he's not there because he's off doing this or he's off doing this is like he's dead Yeah. that makes it a doctor light episode and
3: essentially rose is the doctor no yeah. rose oh, yeah, is yeah. clarence no she's <laughs> in the, the doctor Winterful she Life, has that doctor <laughs> who version <laughs> uh, yes she says i'm just saying she's yeah. she's plays the the utilitarian mm-hmm. role of the doctor in this script Oh, and then this is coming off the Doctor Only episode Mm -hmm. in the The companion
2: light. Yeah, last episode was a companion light episode.
4: Do you know if the production for both of these happened at the same time, or did they? Uh,
0: Yes, for Midnight and Turn Left, they were shooting them at the same time. So that's why you only had Donna. Yeah, (laughs) where they were. Yeah, because you you had Donna or Catherine Tate for one day for Midnight, which is why you have her at the bookends of that, Mm -hmm. and then you had David Tennant for one day for Turn Left for the bookends.
3: Interesting.
0: Yeah, they do this so that they can
5: have money for the Christmas special. Ah, Christmas.
3: And I feel
0: like, you know, they tried the idea with, I guess, Love and Monsters, and then we got Blink, and then we get these two episodes, which are even, like, more emotionally impactful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're, you're really perfecting this formula of mm-hmm. Companion and Dr. Light episodes, and saving budget. It's amazing. Turn left. Who is this episode good for? Or more specifically, this episode is good for Who? A new viewer, a casual viewer, a fan of the show, or a diehard?
1: Definitely not for a new Who viewer in my book, because there's way too much history, way too much of what's going on, that you'd be totally lost and go, why would you even want me to watch this as a new... Let's introduce you with this one. Not a good one. I think even a casual, you'd have too much information. There's too much in this episode. So you'd have to be a fan knowing enough and seeing enough to get what's going on. Um, It's also almost like the last season, the beginning of a trilogy towards the end. But it's not really because it's only that last little bit that they add on where you just see Bad Wolf and know, I've got to watch the next episode. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a cliffhanger right there. So you want to watch it with the other ones. But the last two, you definitely have to watch together. But this is the same thing with the one
5: before. It was only the last few minutes of Utopia that became a cliffhanger.
1: Right. And I know we had that discussion back then. Is this part of a trilogy or is it a standalone? And I think for our rating system, it's being a standalone. So, I think you definitely need to be a fan to really get the most out of this one.
3: Yeah, I think um, a fan definitely, but I can see someone who's clueless stumbling upon this episode and still enjoying it. Even though, like with the thought in my like, I don't know what's going on, but this is interesting. Um, and because it's very obvious, it's alluding to uh, to other things. And I, I've I've stumbled back in the day before streaming when you'd stumble across a TV show and not know what's going on, you'd be like, I don't know what's going on, but I, I want to watch more of this show. I'll have to go back. I think this episode is that good, that someone who is a new viewer would enjoy the experience of watching it, but not uh, book, not get the impact that it has, and then go back and then watch it again and go, like, wow, this episode now makes a lot more sense. But so, yeah, I agree with you, but I still think it's done so well, someone
1: new can enjoy it. Yeah, I like I, you fan, to fan, no, fan with a footnote. I fan see with your, an the, Yes. you know I see your point and I agree with it on a certain level, but I'm thinking the people I know will go, that's just way too much. How many seasons already? I don't want to start from the beginning. You know it's like I like it. It looks like it'd be intriguing. Well but you could
3: tell them. You could tell them uh,
1: uh, uh, just to start with season. Donna. Just start with right. Donna. Yeah,
3: but I mean, even still, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. But I think it's. You, in I, mean, I think there's
1: something going on in this episode that could intrigue yeah. a lot of people, yeah. and there's a, there's a section a percentage of that that are new that would go, "Yes, I do want to learn more about this."
3: Right. I, I just like. I'm just saying, even if someone like like you're talking about who's not going to go to the, who doesn't care enough, would at least say, "Well, for that 40 minutes, that was interesting. Don't know what half
1: of it meant, but." Well, I guess this
3: show is pretty good.
1: some of the people I know would just get fed up. goes two and a half men on? (laughs) Because I'm totally lost, and I don't like that feeling. We should stop hanging out with those people.
3: Brian. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
4: I I think I uh, will agree with Frank and Josh. It was a strong episode. I'll finish watching it and prep for the the final two. But, um, yeah, I... I don't think that I personally would use it as an introduction to Doctor Who for anybody. But there are, there are some interesting ideas and interesting visuals. Uh, creepy with the bug and creepy with all the reactions from everybody to the bug. So, uh, But I'll, I'll go with fan. Not new, not casual, but fan.
2: Yes, and I will also put this episode in the It's Good for a Fan um, because I, if, if a casual viewer is not someone who's watching the show with intention of watching all the episodes in chronological order, then, um, which, and I think this is an episode that you're, you're, uh, you need to watch it in the order of which the, uh, uh writers and producers intended it to be. So I'm going to say this is a, this is, episode is best for a fan.
5: Yeah, I agree. I'm going to say fan for this as well. I love this episode, um, but it is such a downer that you I, you need to see it in its proper order to get the full impact of what's going on, rather than just thinking, well, that was depressing, um, and then not knowing what's happening. So I'm going to say fan.
1: Did Did everybody like this episode, though? I mean...
3: Yes,
2: I did. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I liked it just as much as Midnight, okay. but I get some for reasons.
2: Huh? I said, it's okay.
1: So it's not one of your favorite because I really like it. It's I think not one Brian.: one of my greatest this...
2: hits. <laughs> oh,
1: I love it. <laughs> if I'm going to watch the two-parter, a lot of times I would watch this to make it a trilogy. Oh, just, wow. Just to rev up Ooh. to the finale.
2: Yeah, I just, it's too clip-showy for me still. That I'm like, I don't know.
1: And I like that because then it reminds me of everything. Yeah, I, I might hate have clip shows. Oh, okay. Maybe that's why. <laughs> I like clip shows. So. I think
2: they're a cop-out. But this is not a cop-out episode because they did it in a very different way. And it's not a clip show at all because right. there's no regurgitated but, footage. Everything's new. But. Well, it's basically
3: what would happen if the doctor died, you know? I'm, I, I bet you that's probably what they put on a post-it up on the story wall. Like, mm-hmm. what, do, what if the doctor died? And then they figured out how that would happen.
0: Mm-hmm. For me, I could see myself putting it in every category. And, uh, normally, this doesn't happen. Like, so for Die Hard, I want to say you can put it in there because you have to not not only watch three, four seasons, but you also can watch uh, Sarah Jane Adventures and like, who's gonna do that? And then you're also gonna watch Torchwood season one and two. I'm like, that's for a diehard. And then for a new viewer, you can you can introduce this with all the character stuff and like, who is this guy? Like, who's the doctor? All this is revolving around what happened if one person died. And that, I think, is enough to entice you to go, who's this character? I want to learn more about him and why these people feel the need to bring him back from the dead. Um, But for me, I want people to enjoy this in the way it was intended, like we all said, and I'm going to put it in a fan category. But it was very, very weird how I could place it in every category and i and i also like how it's very much like the star trek next generation episodes tapestry and how one little choice unravels everything in the tapestry of your life Mm -hmm. see what i did there (laughs) yeah yeah, this is one of my favorite episodes i consider this the first part in the trilogy of the finale of season four and it's just an awesome awesome episode which Um, one was tapestry
4: now i have to ask was it it? it's the one with
0: the his um heart oh and the nausikins No, yes. Yeah, oh, Hew, okay. Hew gives him a second oh, chance. Oh, yeah, and yeah, he, yeah. he's a lieutenant, not a captain. Yeah, oh, yeah. See? <laughs> mm-hmm. You've heard our thoughts on Turn Left. Do you think that this is the beginning of a trilogy, or is this a standalone episode? Let us know. Comment on this episode's posting on Facebook, or you can email us at hunupodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. That wraps up Turn Left. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time when the future becomes the present
2: you've just listened to an episode of who knew
0: our wonderful
1: theme music is by michael grady find him at facebook at the universe explodes
4: all our episodes are engineered by me auburn find him at auburnbinkley.com you can find this
3: show
0: in several places
2: follow us on twitter at who knew podcast
0: subscribe review and listen to us on itunes and stitcher or our youtube channel youtube.com
1: slash who knew podcast
5: visit our facebook page Please leave comments, reviews, and click like to help support Who New Podcast.
3: Also, listen to us on your Amazon Echo by enabling a
1: podcast skill.
2: All of our episodes are on whonewpodcast.com.
1: This podcast is inspired by Doctor Who. The longest-running sci-fi show in history.
4: And especially
0: The Revival Spearheaded by Russell T. Davis. Thanks to Russell, Sidney Newman,
3: Barry Lambert,
2: Ron Grainer,
0: and all those involved in the adventures of our favorite Time Lord. Your work continues to inspire and entertain. He
1: wasn't able to degenerate. <laughs> degenerate? <laughs> <laughs> Next time on
5: Doctor Who, Rose runs up to the doc.
1: Uh, f- Before we move on, I just want to say, <laughs> back to the storyline. He did. What's Rose's last name?
3: Tyler. Tyler. i
0: I thought you guys were doing a midnight bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's you. No, huh? it's you. Months just- later. No, oh. D- months Don goes, goes for a walk. Oh, it's me.
5: I'm a little slow.
3: But what? No, I thought you were done. Oh, so I, don't I do was that. done. I was going to, because I interrupted my original self. What <laughs> I was going to say. I don't know if you want to put this in or not, but. No. I, I
0: will not put that in there.
3: <laughs> yeah. We're all done. Episode over.